Hey, so you're building your startup and all of a sudden you find a competitor who's doing the exact same thing. So today what we're gonna talk about is competition, whether it's a good thing or bad thing, and also how to deal with it. Hey, welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Kerr, founder of Launchpeer, and today we're gonna to be talking about competition for your startup. And I'm gonna tell you guys the exact same thing I tell every founder that we work with at Launchpeer, so let's go ahead and get right into the question. So today's question comes from Chris in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm starting development on an idea for an app that I've had for a while, and a few months ago, someone released a web version of the app that I wanna build. The app in question has near identical features to, to those which I want to build, and their future features and goals are also very similar. There is no novel engineering or anything, so it's just a matter of implementation and branding. There's no way for me to know if that app has gotten much traction yet, but I believe I can build out an iOS version in just a couple months. I'm in the process of starting development, have a better name and domain, and will release to iOS first. I don't want to run into any legal issues and would also like suggestions on dealing with competition and how to move forward. So Chris, thanks for your question. Again, if you guys have any questions that you want answered on Launch Chat, just go to launchchat.com. All right, Chris, again, I'm going to tell you the exact same thing I tell every founder that we work with at LaunchFear who inevitably run into this issue at some point. Don't worry about it, okay? Competition for your startup is actually a very, very good thing. Most of the founders that I talk to who have an idea with no competition, I'm usually very concerned <laughs> about that because if there's no competition, it means one of two things. It means the market's not ready for it. Well, it actually means one of three things. It means the market's not ready for it. It means that that's one option. Two, it means that the business model just doesn't work. And the reason that nobody has tried it before or you haven't seen anybody currently trying it is because people have tried and failed for a reason most of the time. Not that there's a reason that you couldn't figure it out, but a lot of times it's for a reason. Or three, you just came up with the idea first. And I'd say that third one is very, very rare. Okay, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it's very rare. So whenever a startup comes to me and says, well, I don't have any competition, I'm usually a little concerned about that because what I'm worried about is that they are thinking about it from you know, one of those three perspectives. Now let's just talk about competition in general as a startup founder. Competition, the reason I like competition is because it tells you that the market's ready for it because there's someone out there doing the same thing and if they do have any even ounce of traction, it means that somebody or some people somewhere want this and wanted this enough for them to decide to go ahead and build this thing, assuming that they did the research and you know talked to people before they started building it. Let's just assume that they built their startup the right way. Okay, And so that's a good thing for you because what that does is it validates that you're on the right track, that you, you are going down a path that other people are currently on. You just have to make sure you go down that path faster or better than what they're doing. Okay, I, I mention these startups all the time, but there's no startup I've seen that is really successful that someone didn't come before them with a very, very similar idea. You, you'd be hard pressed to tell me about a startup who became successful, became a billion dollar company without having someone that they had to outcompete from the early stages. Facebook had, again, MySpace and Friendster. Airbnb has Couchsurfer.com and it had Craigslist. Uh, you have even the scooter companies, the ones that grew really fast, Bird and Lime scooters, they had competition too. 
sure they didn't maybe they didn't have the exact same business model but the idea that they were trying to go with those have been around for a long time most cities in, in america have places that you can go and rent a scooter for a day or a bike for a day or something like that they just put a different spin on it that is all Okay, so competition is a really, really good thing for your startup. Now, when you're early on in development, this can be a very intimidating thing because the thing that you're concerned about, I don't think is necessarily that there's competition. What you're really concerned about from the founders that I've talked to in the past is that they are going to outcompete you or that they are one or two steps ahead of you. So you feel like you're continuing to play catch up. But what I want you to do is remove yourself from the idea that they even exist. Just acknowledge the fact that they do exist, acknowledge the fact that they are around, that they are going out, they're getting traction, they're getting customers and users, and then just forget about them. Okay, not completely. I'm not saying that you shouldn't like just, you know, maybe every once in a while go check and see what it is they're doing or how they're doing it. That's totally fine. Doing competitive research is a very good thing, especially down the road when you decide to go raise capital. The investors are obviously gonna wanna know like, well, you have competitors out there. What are you gonna do that's better than them? So you don't wanna completely remove yourself from that, but especially when you're in the development stage of things, what, I, what I've found from startup founders is that their competitors start influencing their product development process. And that is not what you want. You don't want your competitors to start influencing what products or services or whatever you're deciding to offer to the people in your market. Because what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you're doing something better than they are. If you're always going to them and looking and seeing what they're doing and how they're doing it and making that to determine, using that as a very important factor in how you decide to move forward with your startup, you will 100% always be in play and catch up because you're gonna be waiting for them to do something cool or interesting or new and then deciding, oh, we're gonna do that too, we're just gonna do it a little bit better. Oh, we're gonna do that too, we're just gonna do a little bit better. That's when you get into the playing catch up phase. Okay, and you don't want to play that when you're trying to compete with other people who are starting the same similar type of product uh, that you're trying to build. Okay, now in terms of proprietary uh, stuff or legal stuff, I, I'm just not really the person to help answer that question. I'm not a lawyer, but if, I'll just tell you what I would do if it was in my shoes. Unless there's a piece of technology in there and Chris's specific question said there's not anything proprietary that either one of them is working on or that they have some sort of patent on or anything like that. So I'm just gonna take his word for it. If that's the case, then the only thing you would need to worry about is the branding and messaging of it. And you don't even really have to worry about that if there's nothing in there that they have copyrighted or patented or anything like that. And most of the time, early stage startups haven't even gotten to that point yet. They haven't gotten to the point of copywriting or patenting anything. And really, honestly, even if they didn't, you shouldn't just go pick a name that's very similar to them, pick a color scheme that's very similar to them, pick a feature set that's very similar to them, name the different features you have very similar to them. You shouldn't do any of that stuff anyway. And if I see a founder doing that, I know that they are looking way too closely at their competitor or uh, alternatively, their competitor is looking way too closely at them, which is you know, also great if they, that's what somebody's doing to you because that means you're always gonna stay one step ahead of those people. But you don't want that to be you. So when you have a, com com a competitor out there who's doing something very similar and you're currently in development, you're like, oh man, like, I don't know if I should build this thing. There's somebody out there doing it. I've had tons of startup founders who've said, oh, I want to stop my project. I want to stop working on this because I found somebody who's doing something similar. I'm going to go find something else. Well, what you're resigning yourself to is trying to find an idea that no one has started working on, nobody's currently working on, or nobody will ever work on. And that's just not possible. <laughs> it's just beyond the realm of possibility unless you decide that you were gonna be the person who comes up with a totally unique original idea. And coming up with a totally unique original idea 
let's just be honest, that is something that is incredibly difficult to do and is really meant for founders who are total geniuses, who are probably working in the chemistry or biology departments at a university somewhere, or who have been working in an industry for 30 plus years, or something, or is just a pure genius. And there's very few of you who are watching this who fall into that category. And, and I'm not disparaging any of you at all. I don't fall into that category either. Nothing that I came up with at Launchpeer is, has anything to do with some new idea that no one's ever come up with before. But what I do know is because people have done something similar to what Launchpeer does or what some of the founders that we work with at Launchpeer do, is it validates the idea that this market is, some, is a market I should be going after. Whatever market it is that you're going after, and Chris didn't tell me what industry he was trying to build a startup in, but whatever market it is that you're trying to build something in, if you're going into it worried that there's somebody a step ahead of you or two steps ahead of you, 10 steps ahead of you, then like that is not something that you should be really internalizing and f making you stop going forward. Now, I do wanna caveat all of what I just said with this. There are markets or competitors that I wouldn't go into or go after. And let me give you a few examples, okay? And I'm not saying I would never do this. I'm just saying I would be very, very careful about doing this. I'll give you an example. One is project management. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of project management tools out there. And in order to create a really good project management tool now that it is going to compete with that type of uh, market, you're gonna have to build something that is better or so different from all the other people in the market that it's probably gonna be expensive, it's gonna be time consuming, it's gonna take a lot of effort and energy. So that's a market I probably wouldn't try to go into unless I had some sort of secret weapon on my side, whether it's somebody who has a relationship with tons of Fortune 500 companies, so whatever I build, they're gonna help me get a deal with any of those companies if I wanted to, or some sort of proprietary technology like I build a new form of AI that automates project management entirely or something like that. If I wasn't in that scenario, I probably wouldn't enter that market. And that's not because I'm afraid of the competition. I'm just afraid of getting, of not being able to get traction because it's already so, the ocean is already so red. And I've done a past episode on red versus blue oceans. You can search for it in, uh, in iTunes uh, if you want to listen to that episode of the podcast. The idea of red versus blue ocean, red ocean is an ocean that is, the reason it's called red is because it's bloody. There's a bunch of fish and sharks in the water. You know, everyone's eating everyone else. Like there's just so many people playing in that market that it's a red ocean. A blue ocean, on the other hand, not a lot of fish in that water. Uh, maybe there's a lot of fish, but there's not a lot of sharks. The sharks would be the businesses. The fish would be the consumers. I feel like that's a really creepy way of talking about those two groups of people, but that's what a blue ocean is. And a lot of times when you've seen people build successful startups in a market that is red, is by taking a small portion of that market and making it blue. Uh, an example I use when I talked about red versus blue ocean is Basecamp. Basecamp, when they created their project management tool, that was already a red ocean. There was already a ton of project management tools out there. But what they did is they found a small subset within that red ocean, typically freelancers and small agencies, and they built a very simple project management tool that was only designed for that group of people. And that small group was a blue ocean within the red ocean of project management tools. Okay, so that is one example. I probably wouldn't be going into that market because not that not necessarily that I'm worried about the competition, but I'm worried about being able to get traction with a market who is already oversaturated with too many options. The other uh, thing that I said about okay, well the comp the competitors sometimes I want to be going after a competitor is if there's a competitor who is 
so well established, who already owns the category so much that going after them would be incredibly costly and expensive. So an example for that, and I know this isn't a great example because they're, they do have a competitor now and more are popping up every day, which is Uber. I probably wouldn't be going and building a ride sharing service unless I had something on my side that was either proprietary or really just helped me level up and get past those people. And that might be something like, again, having somebody on my board or on my team who has, who has relationships with maybe different cities across the United States. And so where Uber couldn't get into certain areas or certain cities because of regulations, uh, my startup will be able to do that because of something that we're doing differently. Okay, or I'm building something proprietary in my startup that Uber or Lyft couldn't compete with. Okay, but that's an example of a market where somebody owns that category. I know people today when they say, oh, why don't you go get a ride? They don't say that anymore. They say, why don't you go get an Uber? That's how you know a competitor has owned a category is when you start replacing the name of the, uh, I guess, adjective or verb with the name of the startup. I wasn't a, you know, obviously wasn't an English major, <laughs> but that's when you know somebody owns a category. When people say you should go search something, they don't say you should go on the internet and do a search for that. They say, you should go Google it. They don't say you should Bing it. They don't say you should go DuckDuckGo it. They say you should go Google it. And it's because Google owns the category. So would I go in and try to compete with the Google? Probably not, unless I had one of those other things on my side. To wrap all this up, don't worry about competition. Competition is a very, very good thing. If you don't have competition, that can be a bad thing. So you should check yourself on the things that I told you you should check yourself on. Is it, do I not have competition because I'm the first person to come up with your idea? you want to be doubly sure that that's the case or is no, do I not have any competition because I had competition, but they all failed because this business model just won't work. If those are the two things, then maybe you should reevaluate what it is that you're, you're building. But if not, great. Don't worry about the competition. Don't worry about people being two steps ahead of you. Startups move past each other all the time. And if you're afraid of competition at this early stage, then I'll just be honest with you. Building a startup is just not right for you. Because at some point, even if you have no competition now or the competition's light and those two people are two steps ahead of you or a handful of people are a step ahead of you and you get past them, someone else is going to come right behind them and try to get past you. If you can't handle competition at this early stage, then you should just get out of the game. Because building a startup is a game that you have to play and you have to win. And if you're not willing to go in and compete and try to win, then there's no point in even continuing to move forward. And I, using a sports analogy, I don't like to use sports analogies all the time because I know it's not exactly the same. But if you're thinking about being a professional basketball player, football player, whatever, your, your mind's not going to go to, well, there's already players who've been playing two years more than me and they're way better than I am. Like, well, then you shouldn't be playing basketball because there's always going to be people like that who are better than you or who are a couple years ahead of you. Your job as a competitor is to get yourself to the point where you're better than they are. And then once you do that, there's gonna be somebody else who's two years below you who's gonna to try to get become better than you are. That's just the nature of the game and building a startup is a game. So don't forget that. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. Again, if you have your own question, just go to launchchat.com and you can post your question anonymously. That's totally okay. If you're listening to the podcast, give us a rating or review. We'd really love to hear from you. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you hit that notification bell, hit that subscribe button, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.